Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show. My name is Andy Lost, and you are listening to Beyond Synth, episode 51. This is exciting stuff, man. I'm really happy you guys tuned in and uh, enjoyed the last episode so much, episode 50. You got a lot of positive feedback from that, which is good. After all, uh, that was a long time coming. I think ever since the show started, everyone always wanted uh, Miami Nights on the show, and now it's there. So uh, if ever you uh, feel sad and you need to hear... Michael Glover's lovely voice, you can tune in to episode 50. But we are moving onwards and upwards. Maybe I should move closer to the mic. Does that sound cooler? (laughs) It is freezing here. We've got the craziest weather, man. I know I'm not the first person in the world to say that. As you know, I record the show up in Canada. In, uh... Not our nation's capital, but it is the biggest city. But the point is, it was all freezing. The whole place was covered in ice. I was slipping and sliding away. And then the next day, it was uh, something like in the week, there was a 50-degree difference in temperature, and then it warmed up. And now it's cold again. I've got a heater in front of me here. I'm wearing a... Like, I have a hooded sweater on, and I'm wearing a house coat over top of it that also has a hoodie on. So it's kind of like, you know, like in Batman... In like the Batman cartoon, and some dude tricks Batman into taking his cowl off. He's like, "I want your cowl," and then he, Batman takes off the Batman mask, and he has like another mask underneath. That's the way I feel because I have I have like these two hoodies. This is a stupid story. Let's listen to some music, and uh, we'll. <laughs> Celerect LA Dreams is returning, by the way, to the show today. And we're doing something uh, a little different on Beyond Synth. I've never done this before, but it's basically because I need to put out a show uh, quickly. Last week's episode was made in such a rush. I've never made an episode so quickly before, which is cool because it was like an exercise in in my, my editing speed and skill was just usually I... I finish these things months in advance. I've still got interviews lined up that I recorded last year, you know? And uh, when I knew I needed to do something special for the 50th, and I contacted uh, Miami Nights, we planned it, recorded the episode on Tuesday, and it was ready for broadcast on Thursday. And I never work that fast because I also still all, uh, you know, allow the guests to listen to their shows before they go out. And so, like, I basically had to record and edit the show in the same day, which I never do. Um, but it turned out okay, and I think really people don't care about <laughs> about my editing, and they just care about the guests that they want to hear, and that was one they wanted to hear. And here's what I want to hear right now. I want to hear a little track by Absolute Valentine, and this is a track called She's a Dancer from the Sunset Love EP. No, it's an album. Is it an album or is it an EP? Tell you what. <laughs> it's... Pretty- It's Absolute Valentine, and you're going to like it. This is She's a Dancer. (laughs) 
And that was She's a Dancer by Absolute Valentine. And that's a fun track. Nice uh, thumping beat there. That's a good one. So how's everybody doing this week? Is it a is it a good week? I don't know. <laughs> Just making conversation. One-sided conversation because no one can actually uh, answer me. So yeah, as I was saying, this week is going to be a little different than previous episodes of Beyond Synth. Basically, I spoke to... Celerect LA Dreams for a second time. You know, he's got a huge catalog. Uh, that is a euphemism. And I've always had this goal of basically having him on every so often to work our way through his albums because he has a lot of albums. So we, we tackled, I think, the next four in his catalog. So we're basically leaving from where we left off. So if you're new to the show and you want to just know about the Celerect LA Dreams backstory, if you dig his music, uh, you can check that out in a previous episode of the show. Just go to the SoundCloud and listen to the back catalog and you can find out all about him there. This is literally just a continuation of the conversation that we started you know, last year when I had him on the show. And since we talked for so long and since I'm committed to delivering an episode every week now, and I'm sort of behind on on all sorts of other things in my life. So what that means is this episode is going to be divided up into two. That's right. This episode is, has a to-be-continued ending. So technically, uh, I have Celerect LA Dreams on today, and that's part one. And then uh, we'll have a part two of uh, my interview with him on next week's episode. And hopefully that will give me some breathing room to uh, to catch up. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't care. Beyond Synth is on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There's also a replay Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, but I don't think anyone listens to that. And of course, this is broadcast on Power85. That's power85.com. You can follow at Power85 Radio, and uh, that's where you got to go. So power85.com if you want to tune in to the uh, quote-unquote live broadcast. So the show does get posted to SoundCloud, and that happens on Mondays. But if you're really excited about listening to the next episode of the show, you can do that uh, Thursday nights or Saturdays. And that is on power85.com. 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 Ah, shit. Let's listen to another song. What do we got? Well, up next, we have a track called Awaken by Meteor from the Manhattan 2019 EP. Now I'm... <laughs> See, I'm not looking at the album art right now. I just have my list that I've prepared, and I realize I forget if these things are EPs or albums or LPs or FPs or fucking... Enjoy the song. This is... <laughs> <laughs> this is Awaken by Meteor.
And that was Meteor with Awaken from Manhattan 2019. The artist is Meteor. And we're back, back in the studio for another lovely day. Listen, I said before that in a few weeks' time, I'm going to start doing a uh, an arcade review section on the show where I go back and play old arcade games. I'm really intending to pick up a uh, an arcade stick at some point, like a proper arcade joystick to play them properly. As you know, I'm a fan of brawlers and things like that. But if you have any games to recommend, uh, send it in the mail sack, man. Send me a message and let me know. I mean, there's a good chance if it's a brawler, I've probably played it before in my life. Uh, but I'm going back and revisiting them, and uh, and I want to play them and do a little sort of like review segment. And I don't know if I'm necessarily going to tackle like the ones you already know are good. Like, if there's any reason for me to review Alien vs. Predator arcade game, because you just know that one's awesome. But uh, So it might be a fun way to sort of hopefully uh, discover some hidden gems. Although I still want to find hidden gems in the brawler genre, because that, that is my favorite uh, arcade genre. But again, if you have any recommendations, let me know. You know what? Let's open the mail sack now and uh, and see if there's anything in there. All right, and that is, of course, the mail sack theme by Hoo Ha. And uh, today's letter comes from DJ Grimstar from the Fratelli 85 show. That's another synthwave show. Fratelli 85. As you know, I don't mind promoting other people's shows on my show. I'm a big man. Maybe it's just because I had that Miami Nights interview that now, like, I got a big head about it. And be like, well, I had Miami Nights on the show, so who cares? I don't know. I don't know what that means. Anyways, DJ Grimstar says, Yo, here's my mail sack question. Do nice guys finish last, in quotes? And then XD, which represents, I believe, a... uh, a laughing face whose eyes are closed because of how hard they're laughing. I'm going to answer this question seriously, even though it is so clearly a joke. But thank you for writing into the mail sack. And of course, if any of you guys have questions for the mail sack, just send send any mail. You can send to the uh, Beyond Synth Facebook page. You can send to the uh, SoundCloud. You can send to my Twitter, my actual Facebook page, Andy Synth. Uh, just title the message Mail Sack, and then we'll... Uh, Read it on the show. So, do nice guys finish last? Well, that depends on what your metric is here. Like, what what does that mean, last? Because I know there's the assumption that nice guys finish last means that nice guys lose. You know, and it's the jerks that, that get all the stuff. But if you're saying nice guys finish last as in, like, the last man alive, and you know what I'm talking about, vampires, then maybe it's not so bad. You know, you, uh... You took a drink from the fountain of eternal youth. You need to drink blood to live, but you've outlived everybody. Technically, finishing last, because everyone else is dead. Of course, there's the curse of immortality watching your loved ones die. But essentially, if your only metric is, hey, I outlived everybody, then maybe, uh, you know, finishing last is a good thing. Also, there's some new theory that... uh, 
nerds do better because you know like the jockey types live out their glory years like in high school and then their lives are never quite as good as their glory days and uh, you know there's something to be said for that that the nerd then goes off and starts this great career and then marries some like beautiful lady later on and somehow he's a winner too Um, which I guess is fair but I mean if you're like in college and you're living out your glory days then even if that nerd you know like when he's in his 40s like you know becomes this wealthy tech guy and marries like some hot chick even though that you know that jock guy who, who apparently his glory days were behind him don't forget his glory days were having sex with college chicks alright so put things into perspective But again, it depends on your metric, because if you don't like college chicks and you're a big fan of older women, then you do finish last. The point I'm trying to make today is that the the mail sack segment of this show is terrible. So let's listen to another song. This is by Mickey Fleischer. You know what? This dude's only got a couple tracks, but I like him. I know, there's just something about this dude's track. So this is, um, this track is very video gamey, the one I'm about to play. I don't know what it is, but whenever this song comes on, I'm just like, this song is really cool. And it's very simple, but it's, uh, I, I dig it. So this is Mickey Fleischer, and this track is called Prague in G Minor.
That was Prague in G minor by Mickey Fleischer. That's a fun song. Hey, it feels like uh, something out of a game I played as a kid. Maybe it's a cover. I don't know. I don't really do much research. I don't know if that was evident, uh, but it's true. You know, Power 85 is a 24-hour-a-day station that plays cool synthwave music. So if you need shit in the background while you're doing stuff, check out Power 85. And while you're at it, check out Power 85's flagship program. That's right. That's, uh... Like, I just forgot. (laughs) That's Project Friday, hosted by Steve Gilson. That's every Friday night. Uh, That is Eastern Standard Time again. And uh, that is every Friday night. And that is a synthwave extravaganza. Lots of cool music. He's always on the hunt for new music. And um, these two shows are are different. So uh, this show, Beyond Synth, is more of an interview chat show. There's a lot more sort of talking in this one. But if you just want some straight music with uh, very little banter, then you can check out Steve's show. I'm assuming he's fine with me (laughs) selling his show that way. I don't know if he... (laughs) Because we, like, we talk a lot on the show. We have interviews and on, on this one and stuff like that. And, you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea, right? Some people listen. They say, like, how come you don't play more music? And how come there's all this talking? And it's like, oh, you know, well, uh, fuck you. And uh, then we sort of move on. Uh, you can follow at Project Friday FM on Twitter. That's the Project Friday Twitter page. And uh, dig that shit because it's a fucking good time. I should probably say, if you want to hear your tracks on this show... Send me links, man. I mean, I do reach out myself to artists, and I do like to have people's permissions to play songs on the show. So I I don't really go out and play other people's music without first um, asking them. Like, that's my protocol. So if you want your stuff on the show, uh, send me links, man. You can send links again, just like the mail sack. You can send them to the Facebook page. That's uh, facebook.com slash beyond.synth.podcast and like it while you're at it. And then uh, there's also the SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash beyondsynth and like it or follow it, whatever whatever you do on SoundCloud. And uh, you can send me a message there. You can also send me a message through Twitter, which is at Andy Last, because that's my name. And, uh, oh, by the way, that's the joke. Remember when Fratelli asked uh, if nice guys finish last? That's because my last name is Last probably should have should have led with that so yeah so if you want that's where you can send your tracks to and i'll i'll check them out and if i like them i'll play them on the show and don't be offended if i don't play them right away because as i say even though the sometimes the interviews are recorded months in advance you know sometimes the playlists are are also set that way and so um you know, sometimes I'm making playlists for shows that won't actually air for like two months. So, you know, but usually I'll get in touch with people and let them know just, hey, I heard your song. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to go on the show next week. Like I'll listen. There's some people's music who they sent me last year and I'm just getting around to it now. <laughs> like, I mean, even though I said, like, I'll check it out and I do. And then it goes into my playlist and then all of a sudden some things get buried by other things and then, you know, it's like a year later I'm scrolling through my playlist going like, hey, I guess I never played any tracks by, you know, this dude or whatever. So, anyways, that is, that's a great story. Love it. Good. All right. Listen, here's a track by an outfit called Neon Shudder. And this is Breaking Protocol. Thank you. 
Breaking Protocol by Neon Shutter off the album Hex Phase. Could also be an EP. Again, I'm having difficulty today <laughs> with my... <laughs> hey man, cut me some slack, dude. It's gonna be all right. So uh, yeah, of course we still have uh, Celerac Deli Dreams coming up, so that's cool. We have a fun talk, like always. I always have fun talks on this show. I don't know why I always preface every episode by saying we had a fun talk if you're a fan of the show you know we had a fun talk <laughs> watch this be like the least fun talk <laughs> i'm setting it up and meanwhile like when i talked to um to kevin uh it was shit we recorded it around christmas i, I believe even there's a big chunk of this <laughs> this conversation about christmas which is very timely as it is february but uh, late february at that i just <laughs> Anyways, let's do something that we uh, we skipped out on last week. That's right, you know what time it is. A lot of you guys out there, guys and gals, yeah, people send you junk mail and you put it in your junk email folder and you delete it. And you don't give them the time of day that they deserve for their creativity. And uh, I like to save all of my terrible junk mail and I like to read it in this segment. This email is titled Claim of Donation Funds. My name is Sandra... Nope. My name is Sandra B. Bud James from United States States. I'm a widow suffering from breast cancer and stroke, which denied me a child as a result. I may not last till the next two months, according to my doctor report. I'm married to late Pastor Bailey James, and we were married for many years without any issued child before his death. I'm... S- Okay, can I just... (laughs) I understand that this lady's story is very sad, but it's funny because, like, how many more things can be wrong with this person? Like, in that first paragraph. Okay, what do we got? Cancer, stroke, barren, husband is dead, (laughs) she has two months to live. (laughs) Like, it's fucking... (laughs) Uh, I hope she has some money for me. I'm 68 years old woman. I have some funds I inherited from my late husband, the sum of $5.8 million, which I needed a very honest and God-fearing person who will claim the funds from the bank and use the funds for work of God affair donation in the house of God. (laughs) Oh, I love the way this one's written. Okay, sorry, I have to read that again. (laughs) Which I needed a very honest and God-fearing person who will claim the funds from the bank and use the funds for work of God affair donation in the house of God, like propagating the good news of God and to endeavor God-worshipping place and help less privileged. I found your profile and decided to contact you for the donation work of God affair. According to my doctor report, I don't need any telephone communication in this regards because of my health. But what? Why would... So I guess, <laughs> I guess her doctor is also her barrister. Please, 
If you would be able to use the funds for the work of God affair, as I stated, contact me back so I will lead you to Ally Bank Limited International in Washington, D.C., where this funds was deposited by my late husband, Pastor Bailey James, for you to retrieve the funds in your name as the next of kin for work of God affair. I will stop here until I hear from you soonest. You can direct your reply to my privet, office.office at qq.com. <laughs> Always pray for my health. May God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Mrs. Sandra James. Okay, so let's think about all this for a second. I am praying for the health of a woman whose doctor has told her she has two months to live, who then wrote a random email to a complete stranger... <laughs> And the advice of her doctor saying she's so sick that she doesn't need to, to confirm this information on the phone. <laughs> also, she spelled her name wrong in the first sentence and called herself Mrs. Sandral B. Bod James. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to write her a letter because I want to be your next of kin and I want that money because I need to do the work of God affair. So... <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Ah. Uh, okay. You know I love Ogre. You know Ogre does the theme song to this show. Ogre just released his album Calico Noir and it is awesome. As I say, I got to listen to this thing like a year early and I was and it's really been inspiring my work on my uh, science fiction series I'm working on called Circuit and Breaker. Even though this is not a science fiction album, it's, it takes its roots from uh, sort of like uh, 80s like crime things, you know. Even like with the artwork on the cover, you'll know where it takes its inspiration. And this is the track Visions on a Red-Eye Flight by Ogre. Thank you. 
And that was Ogre with Visions on a Red Eye Flight. And that's a cool song. You should dig it. You should dig Ogre because Ogre's cool. So listen, you've been waiting around long enough. Let's have a little conversation with Celerect LA Dreams. This is part one of my conversation with him. And then I'll come back and talk to you a bit more when we're done. So here is Celerect LA Dreams. All righty, and I'm here with, uh, I'm on the phone with Celerect LA Dreams, making a return appearance on the show. How's it going? Going very well. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, it's all good. You've got such a, an extensive catalog that I feel like we're going to have to um, <laughs> just keep going through it in, in sort of chunks. So yeah. people should, um, if they dig your music, check out the first time you were on the show, because we are going to literally be leaving, we're... we're, we're uh, we're going to be talking about the stuff uh, leaving from where we were, but fuck, my... <laughs> Here, let me try and build this... <laughs> no problem. ...in a way that makes sense. We are we are resuming where we left off. Yes. That is probably the proper way to say that. And I think that was uh, on the album Stereo Rewind is where we are at. Wow. We'll talk about that in a sec. There's so much, you know? we got a long way to go. Oh, yeah, man. You'll have to come back like <laughs> 10 more times in order to... Uh... <laughs> Anyways, man, how, how have you been? I've been well, very well, um, you know, out here in California. It's kind of cool today, you know, breeze, cloud cover. feel like I'm in England. We have a bit of that today, too. We, we had snow, and then it, uh, it rained and melted all the snow. Oh, wow. But you guys don't get snow at all, do you? Well, in the mountains, closer to Oregon, in the Sacramento area, Lake Tahoe, there's a lot of mountains, and so they do, they're actually ski slopes in, in uh, northern California, so... Up there, yeah. L.A., not so much. Do you ski? I have a couple of times. I went to Mount Rainier out in Seattle, which is closer to Vancouver, Canada. Mm-hmm. I went up there to Mount Rainier, and my first experience in Seattle was absolutely amazing. It was the first time I'd ever seen weather on that caliber. I mean, it one half of Seattle, it's sunny or cloudy. And then the other half, there's like this imaginary line of snow. Mm-hmm. Like you literally drive into snow. And so it was, it was actually quite an experience. I think I was actually talking about this a few weeks ago on the show. Like uh, since I live in the city, it's sort of protected by a dome of pollution. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, even just driving out to the country, like in the city, it's not snowing. It's like a few degrees warmer and then you just have to drive like an hour and then all of a sudden it's like snow squalls and <laughs> fucking storms and shit. We're just driving through like whiteout conditions. And that's the only time that the, that the pollution is all right because it has this sort of this blanket of warmth. Wow. It also comes with, um, you know, not being able to see stars at night and uh, all these other things. A lot of cloud cover. Yeah, it feels that way. That's, that's the one thing about going back out to the country is uh, the stars in the sky at night, like just a solid black sky and just tons of stars. Yeah. It's very nice. They're so bright, yeah. Although, in the wintertime, because we do get a lot of snow, one of the things that I've always loved, I mean, it would still be incredibly uncomfortable for you probably living uh, where you do <laughs> but there's these sort of these these warm winter nights warm as in they're just zero degrees or i don't know what that is fahrenheit wow. like negative 30 or whatever the fuck it is that's warm well like on a, in a winter time what is freezing point at fahrenheit at fahrenheit freezing would be right at zero actually uh before zero right around 20 20 10 degrees closer to you to zero Okay, the coldest it can be that makes snow fall. Mm-hmm. So, like, because with the metric system that we use or whatever, like, we it's all Celsius. So zero is freezing, one hundred is boiling. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's the way it works. Anyway, the point is, 
there's <laughs> there's there's a, there's there's a time when it's just cold enough for snow to fall lightly but it's but you can still walk outside i mean not in a sweater but it's not like because we it gets so cold up here sometimes with the wind and stuff where it's like it's really unbearable to be outside like a, there's this harsh wind hitting you in the face and it's just like oh my god like uh, i want to be out of here kind of like planet hoth yeah it, it is like planet hoth all right and there's no fucking uh tauntaun to cut in half to fucking sleep in <laughs> Get the ramen noodles out to yeah. keep you warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So that's uh, and on those particular evenings, sometimes there's light pollution and the sky is sort of a red color. And those are my favorite winter evenings, uh, where it's like it's it's nice to walk outside. The snow is falling, and uh, I don't know why I'm talking about this because right now it's raining, so we're not going to have one of those. Well, that sounds like the perfect Christmas card. Yeah, it is. I mean. You have to have a pretty good camera because it's nighttime, so it's like you, you know, the the light sensitivity. Well, your ISO has to be, yeah. I just put the camera to automatic and let it uh, do the job. Yeah, just find the right ISO. No, no, I'm, I'm saying I'm not even going to do that. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to turn the dial to A. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the nice thing about newer cameras is like all the new models, uh, they just get more and more light sensitive. Like when I compare, yeah. When I used to film with like this VHS camera that I used to borrow from my high school, uh-huh. and the light sensitivity was so shitty on it. Like when I watch old, vi- <laughs> I watch old videos I made. You can be outside and it would be dark, like with light <laughs> from the sky. You know what I mean? Like it's insane. Yeah, but that's what made old films so nice. You know, you had vignetted corners, and yeah. you don't know why. Well, also too, I mean, like the old Hollywood movies. Yeah, those sets must have been insanely hot because they had to shine. <laughs> Like the brightest lights, and that's why, like those old things, like uh, like the fucking Maltese Falcon and shit. Like it's like they're being, they're probably being lit by like five thousand fucking what's what's the light reading K Kelvin or whatever. Like Kelvin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like synergy lamps, you know, just yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> overexposed. Exactly, like the it's what the new Death Star uses to power its laser. They were, <laughs> It's just it's sucking the light from all these. Uh, anyway. There's a dumb joke. Hey, man, let's listen to a track here and then we'll talk about it. So like I said, we are resuming from where we left off. So I want to talk about the uh, the album Stereo Rewind, which was a giant yes. 21 track album. <laughs> so you, you, were, you were very busy that period of time. Yeah. We're going to listen to a track now. This is Behind the Wheel by Celerect LA Dreams. And then we'll be back and we'll talk about it.
All right, and that was Behind the Wheel by Celerect LA Dreams off the album Stereo Rewind. And I am I'm here with the uh, Celerect LA Dreams right now, Kevin. Yes. How's it going? Doing well. So talk to me about uh, about that track. I know most people who probably listen to it and, and have seen that title, they assume that it was behind an actual wheel, but it's actually a feeling behind the steering wheel. Of course, it's like a, more of a medium tempo outrun track. So it's almost a place where you're like, you know, you're driving, but you're also meditating on focusing on that moment. You know, there's no future projection. There's no past projection. You're just riding. So you're just riding behind the steering wheel. Do you ever get concerned making so many songs that you would title one of them the same by accident? You know what? I've done that before. Oh, have you? <laughs> I've actually done that before. Yeah. What was, um, the, what was the title? It was, it was, uh, I, I, oh gosh, there were two songs. It was Everything, which is the most recent song I put out on SoundCloud. And then I did a song back in 2013 called Almost Everything or something, but it's almost similar. But I remember before I, I titled this recent track, Everything, I was going to call it the same thing that I call that other track, you know. And um, that happens because I'll have moments where I'm in this zone and I'm thinking about something. And I, sometimes that zone will come back to me at a later time. And it's weird how my brain works because it's like I'll, I'll work on a song and it'll put me at a certain place. And then I'll have a similar feeling later on. And that same title is connected to a similar memory. Right. It's interesting. That's how they can sometimes get confused. And I have to make sure, you know, they don't get jumbled together. What is the total running time of, <laughs> of all your music? Oh my if it's in a gosh. playlist, like a single playlist, how long is it? Quite a while. I mean, at, at least 30 some hours. I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> like, I'm thinking it's at least... Because Stereo Rewind alone, I mean, there were 18 songs on that album. A couple of them, like uh, Five Minute Action, was just over five minutes. A couple other songs later on in there, I think one of them was almost seven minutes long. So that album is is quite large. Mm -hmm. And so we're dealing with like 37 as a whole. And uh, about six or seven of them are EPs, you know, a little shorter. But I'm thinking about 30 or so hours. That's intense, man. Yeah, I'm kind of an intense type of person when it comes to working. Yeah, you know, I, I, when I get an idea, I have to get it out there. You know, I didn't. I didn't get that from your body of work. Uh, you didn't. No, oh, I see. <laughs> that you. <laughs> now, you're a very productive fellow. So what? What have you been? Um, what have you been up to in the in the interim since we we spoke last? I've been doing a lot of uh, research with uh, classic uh, designers, album cover uh, artists, design artists, and I and I been doing a lot of research with this one design group that basically they stopped designing in 1983 called hypnosis and if anyone knows anything about hypnosis they've done album covers for i don't know how many bands from the 70s to the 80s the early 80s and they are known for their taking actual photography airbrushing them copy and pasting them onto backgrounds so everything you see on a lot of the tumblr pages you know spaceships and grids I guarantee you about 75% of those were done by this hypnosis company. They were they were insane. You actually are like a graphic designer. Right? I think we talked about that last time. Yes. So what do you mean when you're doing like this research? Like what's compelling you? Like just Well, it's mostly techniques because I've noticed that I, I try to add more of the actual um, analog feel as possible. Like I actually have a uh, silk screen machine mm-hmm. and I try to really take the way art was done back to the way it was because if you notice some of the earlier album covers 
there was a lot of noise. When I mean when I say noise, I mean like the the saturation and the color mm-hmm. was so with time. And a lot of times you can't really get that in Photoshop unless you really like manipulate it a whole lot to get that feel. But there's still some digital sense there. Right. And I like the idea of the hands-on design before. Uh, Photoshop, there was this company called Paintbox, which came out in the middle to late 80s. And it was actually the first Photoshop design. And that's where they used a lot of the, the spherical cubes and like the album covers in the mid to late 80s. And But a lot of it was done digitally, but also they had a lot of hands-on as far as running actual photos through the machine. Right, right, right. So you can almost imagine how much that thing costs. Do you buy like a silkscreen thing or is that something you could make yourself? Well, actually, I have a silkscreen. I got one on eBay. They're not really a whole lot of money. Uh, to get, I, I actually wanted one of the paint box machines, but first of all, they're hard to find. Second of all, they're ridiculously expensive hmm. if you can find them. And uh, But a silkscreen is not that hard. That's the way they used to press T-shirts back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They just run paint you know how it works and i like that idea because i'm also a huge andy warhol fan mm. and um i like the idea of um pasting different colors on top of images to give it a a poppy feel yeah 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 we'll keep talking about this but let's listen to a track in the meantime uh, here's another track from stereo rewind and this was sort of a fun funky track this was uh this is hidden getaway <laughs> by Celerect la dreams Oh, 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 
And that was Hidden Getaway by Celerect LA Dreams. And I'm I'm here with the man himself, Kevin. And uh, tell me about that song. Hidden Getaway is like one of those secret rendezvous type songs, you know. You're with the person, you, um, this person that you meet on this trip or vacation to some island. You know, you decide to get with that person and you just escape to your own place together. It's a typical 80s escapism type moment jewel of the nile i noticed like uh it sort of had uh, a different vibe than some of the other tracks just because it had that more sort of like funky kind of bass line yeah were you were you feeling funky yeah i was (laughs) (laughs) uh sometimes what i'll do is that i even if the the title of a song if it's if i'm taking a song a certain direction sometimes with the music i want to give it a different approach i'll switch up maybe on the bass line or the keyboards that i use on top of a, a baseline or it just all depends on how I feel even though I know in my mind what's going on in that scene mm-hmm. sometimes I want to get across to the listener I want to have it as an open interpretation as to how they feel about it some of my songs are self-explanatory and others are open for interpretation and um, no matter what it's going to connect you to a moment you know a retro moment a classic moment in the 80s yeah 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 I don't think I really touched on this too much when we talked last time, but um, what is your actual like setup like? I mean, do you <laughs> is it is it analog? Is it mostly digital? Like, what's what's your th- thing? It's a combination of uh, analog and digital. Uh, I posted a few of my synths online. I use some of the pieces that I have is uh, Yamaha DX7. I have an old Kawaii K1. I have a Insonic ESQ1. I have a, a Roland XP80, an Oberheim OB12, as well as an OB8. I also have some controllers like a Mini Brute from Arturia. I have a Novation a Mini Nova that I just recently picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some old drum machines like the uh, Alesis uh, DMX. I have a Yamaha RY21, MPC2000, and I have a CP80 Yamaha Digital Piano, which is uh, really cool because I use it. That that instrument sometimes is tough to mic because it's it's a piano that actually has hammers. But it also has output, so it's just it's a matter of really EQing that piano to get the sound you really need or want. Wait, so how how does that work though? Like, if it has hammers but also an output, mm-hmm. like, so is there like a microphone? Like, how does that? Yes, on on the actually on the back of it, you have an output, and on the inside, you can actually lift it up. You act, you have actual contacts. They're hammers, but they also have contacts on them, kind of like a Fender Rhodes electric piano. So does that mean that? The, the sound that it outputs from the output actually sounds different than what you hear in the room? Actually, it's more of a, a digital, more of a, uh, a piano that you would hear from a keyboard. Like it's not uh, the actual sound you would get from actual a Yamaha Concert Grand. Mm. If you notice, the body of a CP80 is a case and the case feels a lot like a Fender Rhodes case. And the box for a Concert Grand or a Baby Grand is wooden. So the, the reverb that leaves a grand piano is more of a, a studio type sound. The CP80 is more of a digital piano, so the sound is a little thinner. And you'll hear a lot of it on a lot of what Genesis has done in the 80s, especially Tony Banks when he played on Invisible Touch, the Abacab album, the Mama album, their Duke album. You know, you'll hear CP80 played over most of all of those tracks. Right. So I guess then uh, it's uh, mostly digital. Your workspace mostly mostly digital <laughs> and a few and a few and a few analog. Yeah. The uh, OB8 is analog. The Jupiter 8 is analog. Jupiter 4 is analog. But the Yamaha uh, DX7S, 
Kawhi, the ESQ. The ESQ in Sonic is actually analog digital. Hmm. The Roland D50 is digital. I was only teasing you. You, you. <laughs> oh, you're laughing. Oh, yeah, it's a joke. Okay. <laughs> 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 it's a joke okay well it's because you, you, you've read off this giant list so uh <laughs> i'm a really funny guy i, I know it. i have to say that to people in advance or else uh or else they don't know you mean like like sometimes you throw sarcasm in there and it's like okay yeah that's the tough part about uh doing an audio only podcast sometimes you because I, I do the <laughs> facial gestures and like the hand signs and stuff and then i realize like there's no video here like <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a show, I don't know, a few weeks ago and talking to somebody and I was doing the, uh, you know, talking under my breath like I'm trying to be secretive. Uh-huh. And I put my hand in front of my mouth. You know, <laughs> you know when you do the... No one can see you. Yeah, yeah, so no one can see what my mouth is doing because that's the joke. And then I'm like, well, that's a very visual gag. <laughs> you know, I was doing that once. I was explaining to a friend of mine, I was putting, a, I was building a table and I'm pointing to the table, but I'm on the phone. Yeah, like yeah. I'm saying it's o- it's over there. It's over there next to the leg. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's, it's funny. We're it just really a, is. I don't know what the, what the word for that is. I mean, it's it's fun to act things out, and I think I've always done that. So I guess I just carry it into my everyday life. That's a good way to be. Very <laughs> theatrical. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, let's uh let's advance forward here to your to your next album. Okay. And this was uh, this was a one called Daytona Rising. Oh yeah, I love that album. I love doing it. And we're going to listen to a little track called Rogue Vengeance. Oh yeah. Which uh which has a cool baseline that I really like. So this is uh this is Rogue Vengeance by Celeract yes. LA Dreams. <laughs>
And that was Rogue Vengeance by Celeract L.A. Dreams, who is joining me here today talking about his extensive body of work. Uh, so talk to me about that track. Rogue Vengeance was a song that I did, and it was inspired by a movie called The Hidden that came out in 1986. It basically was about this alien um, probe that attached itself to humans as a host and committed all these heinous crimes. And the police, they all felt they all thought that this was happening by random killers. But it was actually an alien, invisible alien that would embody humans. Mm. And so that song is kind of a dark synth type song. But it was basically in, inspired by that movie, The Hidden, that I love. So yeah, most of the time, too, because you mentioned that, uh, you know, it's this, this alien probe that then causes people to commit heinous crimes. And most of the time, the alien probes just go in the anus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some some wordplay. <laughs> those... That's pretty good. Thanks, man. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how I'm going to do it because not many people use the word heinous in a sentence too often. Hey, exactly. Heinous. <laughs> it was very heinous, you know. Well, it's like when people have the name Enos, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you're just in for a life of troubles. Yeah, or calling the planet Uranus, they just say Uranus. Yes, yes, yes. I wonder, though, did they retro, like, say it's actually Uranus to distance themselves from the word anus? Or or was it always meant to be said that way? In my opinion, I believe that it it really was pronounced Uranus simply because I, I can only imagine that that was the proper way to pronounce it. And over time, because of how... You know, linguistics have changed, and depending on where you were in the globe, mm. people just started saying Uranus, like you know, screw you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of really clever people out there. Exactly, like these fools who would make a joke rhyming heinous with anus, like <laughs> exactly. You know the types. You, I, I do. I know the types. Canadian podcast hosting types. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're big shots. So, what's been going on? So, you're talking about uh, silk screening and stuff like that. Have you have you started uh, producing any sort of like Celerect merchandise? Yes, and you know it's funny because I, I must have put out maybe three or four posts about oh they'll be released this summer, they'll be released in January of this year, and the whole process has been kind of on hold because there's just been a lot of things I've been involved with and. I want to make sure that the quality of merchandise is going to be top tier. And I was dealing with some manufacturing companies like American Apparel out here is uh, the main company I want to go with because I love their fabric. Hmm. But, you know, they went through some issues, you know, you know, there's it's all in the paper or the if, if you read the paper still. You mean their perverted boss who took uh, lots of photos? Yeah. <laughs> So they've had issues, you know, they were going to file for bankruptcy and all of that. So it was like those production uh, stall on that on that end. So I had to find another uh, route. Mm. Also, when it came down to the, the, the type of graphics, uh, the material that I was going to use and then where I was going to get the, the buttons made, because I know people ask for those. And it's just a whole lot of stuff to have. Yeah. But they will be out soon. American Apparel's fine, isn't it? I mean, I still see I love the, them all over the place. Like it's They're still doing their thing because, you know, there are a lot of people here that are liberals. And, you know, a lot of the, 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 the beefs that they received were the magazine photos, you know? Right. I mean, I feel like their branding is still the same. Like, it's always those kind of amateurs-looking pictures of people. Like, that didn't change, did it? No, it's still the same as of now. It might change. I know they're... they're 
One of the photographers who was also part of the whole backlash was Terry Richardson because they were saying, you know, he'd have these women in these very scanty outfits. But I'm thinking, don't they have to apply for those jobs? I mean, he didn't just go kidnap them and say, I'm going to throw you on a billboard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I never understood the argument there. I mean, these adults, you know. Unless it's just that whole thing of people like, you know, a dude taking advantage of his position. And- exactly. Exactly. Like, I love when people are like, have have a reputation for being like a notorious creep and then they've got like the giant horn rimmed glasses and like balding yeah. with like a mustache and just like dude like are you trying to like what are you it's doing like you're embodying the whole idea of what we think yeah. of these weirdos <laughs> you like know? if I was ever accused of anything I would like immediately if I had those glasses and the mustache and like the, the hair and stuff I, I would immediately just change my look just change your look yeah <laughs> That's all you have to do. There is this French DJ goes by the name of Mr. Wazo. I don't know if I mentioned him on here before, but he has some album covers that are hilarious because they're this. It's a typical guy from the '70s with the short. You know, he looks like a principal, high school principal from the '70s, wear the glasses and the full hair and the mustache, like Mr. Flanders from The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And he he has him on the cover of one of his albums, and he just looks like a weirdo. And he's always posted on all of his albums. <laughs> Like, this guy is a weirdo. Wait, is that the video, though? I'm trying to think. Is that the one who's got the video with the puppet cats? He's the one who has the yellow puppet. He always uses puppets and, yeah, all types of animatronics to get his point across. You know, it's he's <laughs> like interesting. To get his point across. <laughs> that, yeah, that was no pun. You know. Like, a, like <laughs> these people are going to know, damn it. <laughs> They're going to know. The puppets have arrived. <laughs> There was a song he had called uh, Positif. And throughout the song, you just hear this woman repeating the, the French phrase, Vous êtes des animaux. Basically, you are all animals, is what she's saying, over and over again. And But before it starts, it's uh, this voice is, keeps saying over and over and over, Bruce Willis is dead. Bruce Willis is dead. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's like really low. It's like, Bruce Willis is dead. Bruce Willis is dead. Oh my gosh, this is eerie. But it's also magnificent. There was a track that you know uh, Hoo Ha did with Star Force, uh-huh. and I and, and I teased Mike for it because at the end he's got these sort of choppy vocals, and it sounds to me like he's saying, "Oh, Black Mama," like that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> and I don't know what he's saying because I think it is just gibberish, but it's just like like oh, oh Black Mama, Black Mama, like that. <laughs> So now I call it the Black Mama song because that's what it sounds like to me. (laughs) That's the great thing about, you know, I was talking to my brother a couple of days ago and we were talking about the Prince Purple Rain album. And on the actual uh, LP that came out in 1984, there's a song at the very end of that album and the song is singing all of the lyrics to a song that w- was never released by Prince, but they were done in reverse. Mm. So you hear music, and all you hear is <laughs> and, you, and you're trying to make sense of it. And I'm and I'm thinking, is he saying meatballs are good for us? <laughs> what is that you know well, he's, he's got to get his point across man it's, yeah uh, i just call it the meatball song yeah. <laughs> you know so i understand how you feel though oh yeah 
<laughs> now we're going to fucking travel forward in time. Oh. It's all very exciting to to an album called A Teen Romance Love. by Celerect LA Dreams. And uh, we're going to listen to a track called Games.
And that was Games by Celerect L.A. Dreams. <laughs> speaking of which, I'm speaking to him. So let's talk. Uh, about, that was terrible. <laughs> speaking of which, I'm speaking to him. That's actually clever. <laughs> I'm not getting which, any I'm better. Speaking. That's the thing. The more episodes I do, I get worse. Uh, t- talk to me about uh, this song. Games. Games. That whole album was basically uh, centered around the title. Um, teen Romance, you know, was the innocent years when love was bigger than anything because you didn't focus on anything except that cheerleader or whomever. Mm. Games was basically part of a lot of the dynamics of a teen relationship, you know. They're not really serious, but at the moment, they seem as if they're more real than anything there is. But you realize, you know, games were a part of the whole dynamic between, uh, you know, boys and girls growing up and the whole romance. That's what that was about. My songs actually all have stories behind them. It's just funny, right? Well, that's why it's so easy because, you know, with, when I when I talk to you, I was surprised the first time, but now I know it going in. So I know that if I just have a, a list of tracks, you'll actually have something to say because not everybody does. You know, yeah. like sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll remind somebody <laughs> of a song. And I mean, I said it before to you when we when we talked last time. Yeah, you did. But it is um, surprising that you of all people remember yeah. you specifically I- because you've made like 300 songs. So like whenever <laughs> I... Whenever I say a track title that you actually know what what I'm talking about is uh, is always entertaining to me. When there's other people who like have an album, but you know maybe I haven't talked to them in in a year, and I say like, "Tell me about the track, you know, Laserscope Titty Master," and then they'll just be like, "I don't." <laughs> well, <laughs> that's largely due to the fact that I'm serious about uh, the music that I make, and what I put out are all of my experiences. These are real moments, you know. I don't capture things that I don't connect to, and I think. Sometimes you may have like some producers who just put stuff out there because it's popular as opposed to having it really have an artistic point. Hmm. And I wanted to make sure that everything I did not only would put a, the listener to a special place, but sometimes I get messages from people who say that this reminds me of this or this reminds me of that. And that's the whole point, because every single song that I've ever released meant something to me at some point in my life mm-hmm. from 11 all the way up to now. Yeah, I'm just not putting out songs just because I, I know it. They, they all have a point. Talk to me then a bit about the weather right now. <laughs> Cold. Oh. And I'm wearing shorts. I'm wearing <laughs> shorts and a and a uh, like a hoodie. So are you doing like a holiday things? Do you do you live near your family or? I do. I live near my sister and I live near one of my brothers. I have two other brothers who live on the other side of the country. Okay. But yeah, I I, I have the tree up. I put out the Christmas lights about four weeks ago. Do you do the real tree or do you do the, the one that comes in a box? No, it's funny. I've had this tree for 10 years and it's shedding like a real tree and it's not real. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't get it, you know? Yeah, see, I've never, I've never had a proper one. I think when I was young, my dad would try and he got these, these it, you know, we had a friend who had a farm and so we'd go cut a tree, but we'd always cut these spindly nonsense trees uh-huh. that were, you know, like super Charlie Brown trees and... Remember one yes. my dad brought home was I don't know why it was it was it was like fucking fifteen feet high or something like it was like this ridiculous oh my thing, God. and it touched the ceiling and we needed to tie strings around the room just to fucking keep it up <laughs> to balance oh it. Oh my God. that's like a redwood in the living room. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous, and uh, but uh, lately he doesn't care as much, so it's just like a bunch of ferns in the house that have Christmas lights on them. Oh, cool. Well, you know, the the Christmas uh, spirit seems to kick in as soon as Halloween leaves. Yes. And no one cares about Thanksgiving. 
they just kind of run over that. Well, see, even Canadian Thanksgiving's earlier than yours. That's right. So we still have a gap in between, but uh, definitely the the Christmas starts. That's why I love, too, because I see all these people sarcastically complaining on the internet. I think everyone's just always mad about stuff that I feel like aren't actual issues. They just, like, hear that they are. Agreed. So, you know, when people Agreed. are always talking about this war on Christmas, which is a thing... <laughs> Yeah, you know, with the cups from Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's all sorts of things where people get all upset and it's just like, oh, I can't say Christmas anymore. I'm like, yes, you can. I've never not, no one in the world, and I'm not even a huge, I'm not a religious guy. I don't care. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. I say Merry Christmas and no one in my life has ever been like, uh, yeah, uh, I don't celebrate Christmas. Uh, you know, don't say that to me. Like, no Absolutely. One, and for fucking two months, like this literally like about a week into November, the radio stations are playing Christmas music 24 hours a day. Every store has Christmas decorations up. Like, I don't... I think, you know, people always just invent, like, a problem to be upset at. Agreed. And Agreed. Uh, and the, the war on Christmas is one of my favorites, because, like, I've not experienced this war. I don't know who's fighting it, because no one cares. Like, people just say Merry Christmas. Like, if someone comes up to me uh-huh. and says happy, like, whatever, you know, their faith is or whatever the, the holiday is for the time, mm-hmm. I've never that guy who's going to be, like, upset. You know, like, yeah. Like, someone walks like, up to me and says, "Fucking yeah!" Like, I have a happy Kwanzaa. I'm like, "Fucking right, buddy!" Like, have a good one. Like, <laughs> yeah, I fucking care. Like, and and I, I agree with you. And I think a lot of times people are these days are just so sensitive about everything. Everything's offensive. Everything's a problem. It's funny because it's like there, there's these sort of like these things on all these different sides that are mad about stuff that that don't matter. That don't matter, but also that don't happen. Like it's. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're right. And everyone seems to think that there's this thing going on, like, one way or the other. Oh, people pushing Christmas. Like, no one's pushing Christmas on anybody. The store, like, it's a commercial holiday anyways. So it's like... Absolutely. It's all there. And uh, and it doesn't... At the end of the day, what? Like, because the store has fucking holly up that it's a problem? Like, I don't care. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. They're offended by the connection of Christmas with the Christian faith. I'm assuming, like, in North America, the majority of people celebrating Christmas, I'm guessing the percentage is fairly low for the people who are actually like the hardcore believers but everybody does christmas because i mean like me like i'm not really a religious guy but i mean christmas it's christmas is christmas like (laughs) we have christmas Christmas. like i mean i like i know jews who have christmas like it's like why would you deprive yourself of having a tree with presents i mean it's just something to do well you said it best uh it's a commercial holiday technically christmas itself Mm. and the idea of it you know they're pushing lights and trees that's just the idea of the commercialization of christmas Mm -hmm. i mean i have my beliefs i'm not super religious you know and it's like oh no but you know i have my beliefs and 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 i have a lot of friends who who believe differently than i do Mm -hmm. and i respect them for who they are and for what their beliefs are Yes, I mean that's the that's the the thing is people need to be reasonable. I think that's the yeah. that's what I demand of people. Like, that's the, my only thing is like the things that I care about, they're trivial things. I mean, I'm not a big political guy or whatever. You know, <laughs> I'll complain about I didn't like this character in, in this movie I watched and stuff. Like those are my problems, and I'm very Correct. lucky that those are my problems and that my problem isn't that like. You know, my family's being murdered or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, we're very Absolutely. lucky that those get to be our problems, and we should um, at least celebrate that. I mean, it sounds that's very it sounds true, weird though. to say, but it's like you know, if there's people in other parts of the world who have these these awful situations and mm-hmm. want to come to North America to get away from their problems, and then mm-hmm. we don't appreciate 
<laughs> that our problems get to be uh, the fucking battery in my phone died. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, my my call got cut off. So I I like to say out loud that I do appreciate that stuff. That it's like wait, if I if I complain about the fucking the new Terminator movie, it's because it's coming from a place of I'm so lucky that that gets to be my problem. My complaint, yeah, yeah. the thing that I can complain about is 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 something uh, that's entertaining. Entertaining. It's amazing that you said that because I was just earlier today I was watching this show and this family was renovating their home in uh, Fernando Valley, California. But their home budget was like $950,000 or something like that. <laughs> and, and they were spending 100000 on renovations, okay? Mm. They were saying, oh, we have to be in the house by this date because our current condo lease is up. So they go to the house. All of the builders and, and everyone, they're the designer and everything. The only thing they have to do is you know, put some of the floors down and everything. And the wife is just complaining. I can't live in this. This is such a mess. Yeah. It's got dirt everywhere. I'm going to get sick. I'm like, you're in a million dollar house <laughs> and you're complaining about dust that will soon be gone. No, it's fucking Try ridiculous. to go somewhere where people live in tents. Also, too, if I had a fucking $900,000, I'd be doing a lot of really cool things. I yeah. think. But uh, that's it. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. That was part one of my conversation with Celerect LA Dreams. Hope you tune in next week for part two. But hey, guess what? The show, the show we're doing right now, it's not over. That's right. We still have a few more songs to play before we um, call it a night. Thanks for listening. And of course, next week, we're going to have the exciting conclusion to this episode that was never intended to be broken in half and really didn't end on much of a cliffhanger other than us laughing. But the point is that we had fun. So you might all be out there toiling away. Toiling away? Is that a... <laughs> Are you all toiling away right now? So how about this? Let's listen to some cool music, all right? This is an artist who goes by the name of Paradise Walk. And this is the track Neon Rain.
And that was Neon Rain by Paradise Walk. And my name's Andy Last. You're listening to Beyond Synth. That's a cool song we just heard, and you should dig it. Remember that all the links for the show get posted on the SoundCloud. So when the episodes go up on SoundCloud, ch- chick, click on, chick on, chick on the... <laughs> Check on the more info button and uh, scroll down and then you'll see all the links to all the artists and I usually post, you know, their uh, their SoundCloud link and Bandcamp and Twitter and Facebook so you can check them out and um, do that. Please support the artists that I play on the show. I do a half-assed job of curating. Um, it's... <laughs> I can't tell if I'm really uh, good at curating or not. I, I basically just play songs that I think sound cool. I mean, I do get sent a lot of music, and sometimes, you know, it is good, but it's not necessarily in the genre. And, uh, you know, I just like to play things I like. So, you know, occasionally you're going to hear stuff on this show maybe that's not necessarily synth wave, but I just like any sort of electronic-influenced music. That's my, that's my jam, understand? And we all like to jam. I just reinstalled Grand Theft Auto V. I haven't played it in like a year, I don't think. And I completely forgot how to play. (laughs) This is the problem when you get older. Not that I'm an old man. But when I was young, I felt like I just sort of memorized so much game stuff. And I guess also, too, maybe it is that whole Malcolm Gladwell thing about the 10,000 hours. Because I still have Mortal Kombat 2 fatalities memorized in my head. But then I did play it a lot. And I also know all the characters' moves. And it's weird because, you know, when I play a new Mortal Kombat game, I don't have the same connection. Like, I thought the the one in 2011 I really liked. The newest one, the newest Mortal Kombat, like, I thought it looked great. It was probably, like, the best-looking fighting game I've played. Like, I thought it looked awesome. But, and this is a problem I've always had with Mortal Kombat, the franchise, as a fan of a fighting game, you really just want to play with the characters you love. And... I have this issue with Mortal Kombat series because they always just take characters out of the roster. It's frustrating because there's characters I really like that just sort of go away, and the reason why I loved Mortal Kombat, uh, the 2011 reboot one, was because it just knew what was classic about Mortal Kombat and what people liked. You know, it focused on the original trilogy, it had characters from those games, they looked the way they were supposed to look, you know, like in their costumes and stuff. And I found with the new game, they've made some... They, they Mortal Kombat has this tendency to make strange decisions in terms of its character designs sometimes. And it can be really cool, and then they'll do a thing that's like... Like, there's nothing lamer than unmasking characters who are cool with masks. I don't know if that's ever worked in anyone's favor. I'm talking movies, games, anything. Anytime a character is unmasked, it's always a disappointment. Because they're either going to be a person... Or, or like, oh, they got a scar or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's never cool. In the case of Star Wars with, you know, D- uh, Darth Vader at the end, it's, you know, it's an emotional moment, so I still like that sequence. But, um, you know, Sub-Zero was this ninja who looked cool, and then they unmasked him in part three, and he had, like, this red stripe down the side of his face, and I, I was never sure if it was meant to be a scar or, like, makeup. Because in the game, it was definitely makeup. And it was just like, why did you do that? Why'd you take his mask off? Like, now he's just a dude? Like, that's lame. And in the new game, there was one part I was so confused about. Because I guess in the logic of the storyline, Scorpion got his original body back or something. I, I, I need to play it again. I just played through the story once. And Scorpion was a dude. Like a guy with a beard. 
with the yellow ninja suit. And at first he's talking and, and, and they're like, you know, get out of here, Hasashi, or whatever Scorpion's real name is, I forget. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge fan. And and at first I'm like, I didn't even know that, that was supposed to be Scorpion. Because I was like, oh, it's, some, it's another dude from Scorpion's ninja clan. And then after a while I'm like, whoa, 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 Scorpion's not a fucking skeleton anymore? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, what what is going on? Like, he's... <laughs> ah. So stuff like that drives me nuts, because if you take a character who's a fucking skeleton, and then you make them not a skeleton, you're an asshole, alright? Because skeleton characters are always cool, they're always the ones I gravitate towards, I don't know why. They did the same thing in Twisted Metal, remember the game Twisted Metal? Mr. Grimm was the coolest character, he drove a motorbike, he was a skeleton with a motorbike helmet on, he dressed all in black, and he was a, he was a motorcycle. I always played as him, even though... You could kill him so easy, like you'd die a lot. But he had he had the most powerful special move, I believe. So maybe I'm wrong. And um, but I always I always liked him. And then in the second game, they gave him a sidecar, and it was like I don't know about this. And then Twisted Metal is one of those games too, where like they would every game story was like a retelling, where they would just change the origins of the character. And then the one game, Mister Grimm wasn't even a skeleton. He was like a Vietnam War vet who just kind of wore a skull mask. And it was like, what? Like, what are you doing? The dude was like the Grim Reaper riding a motorbike. Like, it was cool. I mean, I get that that's, you know, Ghost Rider, but like, it was, <laughs> but it was still cool. And uh, to just take that away and make it just, just ah. listen, what I'm saying now is stupid. Let's just listen to a track. This is a track by Volcor X, and it's called The Portal. <laughs>
And that was The Portal by Volcor X. And that actually connects perfectly, right? Because The Portal, right? We're talking about Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat's a game that's filled with portals. I think some of my favorite levels have portals swirling in the background with like uh, sorcerers and purple cloaks sort of floating there. Because, you know, they, they like to watch fights. <laughs> Fucking like... What sort of life is that? Is the sorcerer in a Mortal Kombat game who just... <laughs> like, they're not judges... They're just like, hey, what's going on? Uh, there's a fight between, uh, you know, Johnny Cage and Sub-Zero in front of the portal. Sweet. So we need you guys to just kind of stand there and just kind of float uh, sometimes, I guess. It, it's up to you. It's like, we get to judge the fight? Nah, you just get to look, I guess. Actually, scrap that. You don't get to look. You got to point your heads down at the ground. <laughs> so, like, you just got to be there. It's like, are we moral support for the people? I don't know. What, what am I doing? Is it... <laughs> I'm workshopping a really funny comedy skit right now, guys. <laughs> Stupid. Hey, I got a funny idea. I've been working on bumpers for the show. The thing is, I don't know when the hell to play them. I just don't know what to do with them or whatever. Like, you know, on a regular show, for example, Steve's show on Friday nights, Project Friday, you know, he goes, hey, we're going to play a song. And then all of a sudden this dude will come in and be like, you're listening to Project Friday, 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 you know. And so I've been working on some bumpers. I've been getting previous guests on the show to do them. And I don't know when the hell to play them, really, because if I if I come back from a song, you know, so say, say you know, we just listened to, uh, you know, VHS Dreams or whatever, and then the song is over, and then before I come back, all of a sudden, another voice comes in and goes like, this is Protector 101, and you're listening to Beyond Synth. And then the next thing I say is, and that was VHS Dreams, it seems a little weird, like there's a disconnect. So I don't know when the hell I'm supposed to play these things, but I've been working on them. Here, do you, do you want to hear them? Let's listen to them right now, okay? Here is, uh, <laughs> and you can tell me, tell me in the comments when the hell I'm supposed to play bumpers, because I, I want to play them, but I just don't know where to put them. This is, uh, this is a bumper by Droid Bishop. Yo, yo, it's Droid Bishop, and you are listening to Beyond Sin. And that was a Droid Bishop bumper. Maybe that can be the whole stupidity of my show, is that <laughs> I have bumpers made, and instead of them, like, happening when they're supposed to happen in a regular radio show, I just present them to you. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Here's a bumper featuring uh, fucking Dallas Campbell. Hey, this is Dallas Campbell, and you're listening to Beyond Synth. <laughs> And that was Dallas Campbell with Beyond Synth Bumper. <laughs> I could do this all day. This is fun. You guys ever heard of uh, Highway Superstar? Well, uh, here's a great thing he's done. Uh, here's a Highway Superstar Bumper. This is Alex, Highway Superstar. You're listening to Beyond Synth with Andy Lass. And that was Highway Superstar with Bumper for Beyond <laughs> If you're wondering if I'm about to do this for like 10 artists in a row, don't worry, I'm not going to. How about this? How about we actually listen to another track? Okay? Well, hell, this is, you know, these guys are great. This is Gunship. And this track is called Pink Mist by Gunship.
This is Python Blue, and you're listening to Beyond Synth. And that was Gunship with the track Pink Mist. Of course, they are awesome. And if you like Gunship, go back a few episodes and listen. They were here on the season premiere. Very talented dudes. Uh, of course, they already have a history in the music industry and making kick-ass music. So the transition to Synthwave, um, I don't know where I'm going with this. You Go listen to the interview, man. It's a good time. You want to hear the, the Vincenzo Salvia bumper? <laughs> Was that what? Yes, yes, you do. What? Okay, here it is, man. Here is uh, here is Vincenzo Salvia and Beyond Synth Bumper. This is Vincenzo Salvia, and you are listening to Beyond Synth. Greetings from Italy. Way, whoa, whoa, way, whoa, whoa, And that was Vincenzo Salvia with Beyond Synth Bumper. Please tell me where the hell I'm supposed to play these things. Because I do not know. I just don't know. Anyway, this show is almost done. We're done. (laughs) How about this? Let's listen to another cool song, and then we'll wrap this up. Does that sound good? Good. Alright, this is Hide and Sequence, and the track Skyfall.
And that was Skyfall by Hide and Sequence off the album Resurrection. And he's a cool guy. Got some cool tracks. If you dig that vibe, it's more, more like kind of synth wave, cyberpunky kind of stuff. And you should dig it. Listen, guys, it's been a fun show. I got to run. Okay. Tune in next week for part two of my interview with Celerect LA Dreams, where we just kind of go right from where we left off. And I hope you like that. And I got some other great stuff coming up, man. I, I don't want to I don't want to play my hand because every time I tell you guys what's coming up, something fucks up. And then I have to do like I did in the 50th and be like, hey, there's a great plan coming up on the 50th. We're going to have this best of show with a Q&A and all this. And then it's like, ooh, scheduling conflicts did not allow that episode to happen. But it's still going to happen. Now it's just going to be a surprise because I'm not going to tell you when it's going to happen. And it's going to be really silly because it's going to be like an anniversary episode and it's just going to end up being like episode 62, you know, <laughs> like just this weird number and it doesn't, uh, inconsequential. But I will say that some people have been, there's certain people who uh, I've been asked to have on the show by people who listen and I do listen to you guys. And, you know, obviously not everybody wants to do the show, but some people do. And I may have had a conversation with The Midnight. Maybe Arcade High is coming out with a new album in a few months. And uh, that, you know, has been restructured to have an extra member. And uh, the sound has changed. You know, that's a possibility. Maybe I have a catch-up with uh, DAD, who I haven't talked to in like a year. Uh, Or no, two years. It's been two years since I talked to DAD. So, you know, maybe I'll have a catch-up with him. Who knows? And hell, maybe while I'm talking to him, another guest will show up and we'll have a fun three-way. Who knows? I don't want to spoil anything, you know? Because anytime I say stuff's going to happen and and it hasn't been prepped yet, I, I, uh, I feel disappointed in myself. Anyway, thanks for listening to the show. Tune in next week for Celerect LA Dreams Part 2, and I will catch you all on the flip side. God, I need a fucking catchphrase. See y'all next week. Adidas,